Hey, thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Hip Hop Humble Podcast. For this one, I got a special one. We're going across the Atlantic for this one, across the globe. And we're, we got CJ from Yayo Records joining me today. Hey, CJ, how you doing? Hey, yeah. Uh... How you doing? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for having me on uh, the podcast today. I'm a big fan of what you guys do, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited to talk uh, to talk more about what I do. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Hey, thank you for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. I've uh, had my eye on what you and shout out to Kusa X. Kusa X is doing uh, so. Uh, real quick for people that are tuning in that may not know. CJ is a part of Yayo Records, and CJ, along with Kusa X, formed Yayo Records. Am I right? Yes, we formed it um, in 2020 in a uh, in a period of time known as uh, the COVID. Kind of you around then it was kind of a you know a big deal in that time, and <laughs> uh, yeah, me. So we've been doing that for the best part of just over three years now. Uh, we started in lockdown. Uh, I, I've been a musician for longer than that. I started uh, as a classical guitar. I learned, learned that's how I learned all my music terminology from there. Did that for a couple of years. Then I repicked it back up in 2019, and I started practicing more. And I noticed that uh, that uh, I was getting quite good at it. I was thinking, oh. And then lockdown happened. I thought, right, well, I'm, I've got nothing else better to do in my time. So I thought, might as well just keep on keep on going. And um, got to a point where I was taking lessons, getting better at it. I was doing it for as do it for fun as a hobby. Not really seeing it go anywhere, but I really enjoyed it and um, gave me the fa- the foundation I have today. Um, then, then around around about I think it was June, June twenty twenty, yeah, about that. Um, Alex was Alex reached out to me. That's Kusa X for. Um, I'll just be referring to him as Alex just for fees because I keep calling just fees. I keep calling him that. <laughs> no worries, thank you. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, so I met, so I met him. Um, I met him online. We we met through playing uh Call of Duty back in. Oh god, when was it? There's been so long ago. It was about 2017, 2018. We we those times were really good. It was so simple. We we got we got online. We had had a good time, and um, yeah, that's how we first met, and we kept in contact over the years. And I saw that uh, I saw that he was doing uh, starting to do go into music, and I was thinking, hey. Well, since you're doing, since you're learning how to do rapping, and I play, and I'm a musician myself. Why don't we collaborate together to form a project? And then uh, Year Records was born. Uh, nice. So, so that's that's a very like quick um, how we how we met and came up with like the idea. Uh, we started just practicing, uh, just covered up with like we've done a few like unreleased things that we probably never see the light of day but we got the hang of it and the feel for it in the first year or so um and we came up with the company name and uh when we were when we were like brainstorming we uh we couldn't really come up with anything and then uh one of us mistyped the word yep 
into mm. in our DMs, and that's how we came up with the name Year Records because that sort of stuck in our head. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's it's that's really it. Um, it's it's simple, but it but it's it's very catchy and it's got a good got a good flow to it. We just kept the name ever since, and we really like it. Heck yeah! No, that's interesting. I love hearing those kinds of stories. Of sometimes it just you know naturally just kind of came, you know, and that was actually just from a quick spelling mistake. <laughs> yeah, that's literally how we came up with the company name. Is was it was a simple it was a simple typo, but as they say, like uh, the best things that happen are mistakes or complete accidents, and it was a complete accident. That's but, awesome. But yeah, that so we kept once we got the name, we then spent the the next year trying to figure out uh, production. I was I became more invested as a sound engineer, so um, I started uh, and I still use I use a software called Reaper, mm-hmm. which is kind of like uh, it's it's got the the grid of of FL, but it's laid out in a way that's similar to Logic Pro. Mm. So it's quite good. A lot of the people in the music bit, uh, like producers, will will have a go and say, "Oh, but that, you, you're not using log, you're not using Logic or FL." And I go, "But to me, it works so well because I could customize it in any way I want." And it's mm-hmm. I the it all to me is the workflow, and that's just what I gravitated towards. So I learned. I learned a bit more about production over the years, started making uh making guitar compositions and very basic sort of things that I've written uh from my youth. Um and Alex did the same sort of thing. He kept practicing, kept writing, we kept doing it, and we got to a point where we were like, oh, we could actually we actually started to get quite good at this. So we then continued on and uh we started to release our stuff on Spotify. We originally released some stuff on SoundCloud and YouTube. It was a very unofficial thing until we figured out how to do distribution. Uh, and then once we got that figured out, um, Alex released his first EP called the uh, the S2 EP in 2021, I believe. I don't know the exact date off the top of my head. But that was the first release that we had on Spotify. And that sort of that paved the way to um basically the rest of the last two years we really kicked kicked up a notch in our in our growth and what we plan to do that's awesome i i think it's a real testament to the to chemistry involved here because it's not easy to do that on top of the distance between you guys to be yes. able to do that so you know that's remarkable and so uh you know kudos to you guys for that thank you uh i've got to say i mean th- Good thing you mentioned the time zones. That is one of the biggest challenges is trying to because there's a depending on the when the clocks is either an eight or a nine hour time difference between between us. Mm-hmm. So we have to we've we've got a limited window of when we can uh, collaborate and if we need to do anything or make any kind of decisions. Um, so that's quite challenging. So we knew we had to expand our operations to have more people coming in who believe in the same vision that we do so we um our first person we had in was was a guy called uh champy g he still is with us via association and he it was 
he came through from I think it was a comment that Alex that Alex put on a on a YouTube video. And that's and then he got in contact with me and then we then he was the first member we had in and he was and he is from New Jersey. So now we had oh, another wow. time. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> Thinking, oh my god, we've now covered we've now covered both the east and west side of America. <laughs> <laughs> heck yeah multiple not just two but three time different time zones <laughs> yeah oh, oh and then then it's just and then we started recruiting more and more people um so we've got a very talented talented roster there's a playlist that we have of all of our all of our work we have released yeah on spotify uh for those who wanted to go check it out for all the artists around there we've got many talented artists from both um america and also the uk as well so yeah that's we've let, let me have a quick check myself how many how many songs we've got out uh over the years that we've released we have 376 songs out as the collective in about i would say when was this about two and a half years roughly wow. about two and a half years that's actually a lot of music it is a lot of music um we tried to get something out once a month we try to get something out as a label once a month because it keeps it consistent um and yeah either either it can just be a single or an album or, or some of the guys just release full-length albums um or eps whatever it may be as long as we keep releasing material then uh yeah it just shows uh the progression uh i've done i've got three albums out at the moment um yeah, and a lot of our artists have got multiple major um, full-length full-length releases. Some people have got singles, so it's got quite a, it's got quite a nice uh, nice balance of both experienced and fresh artists on there. That's so, awesome. No, and that's crucial too. So that way you're tapping into uh, the different uh, generations potentially. You know what I mean? Yes. And, uh, you know, because that's something that's hard to do in hip hop. Is uh, I, I feel like um, you know I'm 39 myself. Been listening to hip hop my whole life. You know, and uh, I'm slowly. You know, as 39 years old, I'm becoming the older guy. You know what I mean, and so there's that age difference that's just slowly over time. It's just consistent, no matter how inconsistent or consistent we are. Time is consistent. <laughs> yes, time. Yeah, yeah no. that's the only thing that's pretty consistent is that time. I mean, that's um, right. So for so like for us, because we're all we're all young in the in the grand scheme of things. I'm I'm only 21 myself. Um, we've still got a long ways to go, but. I feel I feel very positive about the general direction that we are going in, and um, it's gone to a point now where we have um, both the American side of things up and running, where we have a very talented group of uh, of artists, and also I'm expanding my waters over to the UK side of things and checking out the scene here. So, and there's a lot of really exciting young blood that's coming up through the scenes. Um, so yeah, it's it's brilliant, and I'm I go to um, a college in in the UK because I'm studying music production called uh, ACM, which is the Academy of Contemporary Music, mm. and I'm currently in my final year. And I've met a lot of really great, really great people from there. There's a lot of hungry young, talented artists from both hip hop and 
and other like genres in general, um, your audience would be really interested in a group called Southside. Uh, Southside Records is run by a guy called Ned Price, um, and I've worked with him on on promoting a few songs. I did um I did a few prom- uh, mixing things here and there for him, and uh, yeah, he he what he's done is incredible. He's he's come from absolutely like nothing, and he's just built up a live event similar to what you do, and it's br- it's brilliant and. Like that's one example I can name of many, many good groups, and just it's exciting to see lots of talent coming up through the the scenes. Heck um, yeah! You guys have a, a spe- specifically a bit of a um, I, I I like to say it as a, a an advantage because of having um you know uh, points of presence in like you in the UK and Kusa out here on the West Coast guys have the east coast presence too and so um <clears throat> that way you know because I, th- I feel like that's a goal of some of the local bands that are around here in humboldt is you know the goal is to branch out of humboldt county and you know and do more in other places and build your brand in other places you guys are setting up have set up the infrastructure for yourselves and your artists to do that and with you having you know with you being in the uk having someone similar like you said um uh like someone that does stuff like out there like with me or or like the person you just uh ned price how you just explained about him having um people over there that are doing similar things you just it just grows so much it can grow so much faster yes absolutely um and at the end of the day, it's we've all got the same. We've all got similar goals, and um, those with the same vision as what we have, we love to work with. Um, and I'm open to working with any artist from any from any genre. Um, so one of the one of my main guys uh, is someone called uh, Nate Allworth. He is my uh, co-partner from my second act, which is called The Lucid Project, which we make chill out, relaxing music. Some of it's sleep, some of it you would be considered sleep music, some of it's more cinematic. And we, the main core is ambience. We don't, we're not pigeonholing ourselves into a specific genre per se, but we have basically, by having the core sound be ambient, we can then go f- do okay on on a first record. We have a song called Retrograde Memories, which is uh, 80s synth wave esque type. And then we have on the same on the same record, there's jazz in jazz infusion. There's a, the opener is a cinematic piece I made, um, but it all fits together very cohesively in the same sort of sound. And um, he's been amazing to work with. I met him um, conveniently. We get the same train to college and i and i saw him and i went oh i recognize him because uh my nate is a six foot three ginger giant you can't miss him <laughs> yeah. um so i'm like oh i recognize him so i went up so i went up to him on the train and went hey i know we get the same class and um yeah we had pretty much clicked almost immediately which was brilliant and yeah no, he's been we've fully integrated him into uh our our sound and uh and oh just the music of tlp would not be possible without him i wouldn't have even thought to, to make it so he's really like with the two minds 
just uplifted everything. He's a uh, he's a DJ and he's learned and he does um, house and drum and bass music. We are working on uh, a, a hybrid fusion EP, which combines both rock and and DMB, and Ooh. we're excited to hopefully get out next year. So interesting. Yeah. I love the creativity. You guys aren't binding yourselves to any, you know, um, really any box. And that's it sounds like it's creating something really remarkable as uh, uh, unique. Yes, that's what we try and go for. Um, we want to create something that like the act itself is not bounded by a genre. Per se. We we want a sound that we can constantly evolve I'm sure there are many artists out there that um, when they evolve or do something really radical that they end up being called a, a sellout mm. or, and they would say, but go and do, go and do this record for, that you do. And for us artists, we go, but if we were to do that, it would just be boring. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we no, that's it's very true it, it, in the industry, you know, there's the, want to kind of go with the flow of you know the sound and the you know how people are moving out there and stuff like that you know the actions that take but there's uh you know then you then you then you're really getting lost in a sea of talent <laughs> you know so you guys have done something to set the label as well as yourselves apart with the lucid project so that's great yeah yeah um and i'm very excited to uh for where we're going in 2024 um we've done we've done quite well um we've i'm taking uh i took a little bit of a small break just just so i can recharge for the for the new year but we've we hit incredible numbers um and we're just excited for, to to carry on the momentum into next year uh we're plan we've got two albums out at the moment. Um our current one we've we've just we released in August is uh called At the Edge of Time. And it is about and it's a concept album, it's about the journey from the edge of the universe to the very center and the places and, and galaxies and people you meet across across the journey. And mm. that sort of concept album idea is what TLP is all about really we because we don't have we we traditionally don't have a vocalist so we have to try and capture the emotion that we want to capture with, with no words and that's probably the hardest thing i would say on on one of our records that we got planned next year we do we are bringing a number of guest guest features in um hmm. to do nice. it uh Akus is one of them uh, we've got another. We've got another rapper who's also with us. He's a very talented mixing master engineer called Slice. Um, he's he's doing vocals on a song. Um, we've got uh, one vocalist I know in person called Mia Valance, and she is an amazing singer, really talented, and we're pretty much open to working with anyone. Really, if the song fits a certain certain trajectory then it makes then we could just go for whoever matches the genre to, to say to speak mm -hmm. and yeah it's honestly just been it's been great because we can just constantly keep evolving and nate is a workhorse 
the amount of the amount of material that he's come up with is ridiculous. Um, we, if like we have, we have our third album pretty much done. I have we have one track to go, which I need to, which I need to mix, and then it's it's done. So in a calendar year, we've released. I we have a uh, we've got a spreadsheet chart where we keep we keep a track of everything. Nice, well organized. Yes, and I would, and I recommend if any artists out there, you keep yourself a, sp- a basic spreadsheet or a checklist or something like that, because it can really help your workflow. Um, TLP has released uh, a t- is going to be made to twenty six. We have out, and then we have an extra fourteen, which will be coming, I believe, February or March next year. So that that's a lot of songs we've we've made. Uh, yeah. over the course and also we have to try and balance college on top of that as well <laughs> oh, right 100% no you guys are busy students that's great I love the drive that I'm hearing that on top of that the level of creativity it sounds like you guys are um, again not bounded uh, by any expectations let's say or the you know again like the um, you know the way things kind of just go which really allows you to harness what's inside of you you know that creativity that's inside you guys and so that's um that's one of the things that i think is remarkable too when i've watched the music videos from the of yours that i've seen you know uh it's it's um it's something that i i'm not seeing a lot of out there between the visual elements that you guys are smart with um it sounds like your team you have a very robust team because you were saying that you're doing mixing and you guys have a person that's um, you know, doing vocals and mixing and mastering. So when you know, when you have a pe- when you have people on the team that are multifaceted, you know, you just have that much more strength. Yeah, um, we are open to working with basically any any artist that share the same vision as us, and we've worked with with artists who have multiple multiple other skills. Nate, Nate is good with uh, graphic design. For example, and he's uh, specialized in AI. Um, Slice is, is a guy I'm going to call him Ash. Uh, he is a excellent mixing and mastering producer. All of Ned Price's material he has out, and anything in that in the in the college that is hip hop, he's had most likely has had a hand in the mixing and the mastering of the song. And yeah, he and his work has been on the radio as well. Um, there's a station in the UK called BBC one introducing and, um, Ned's had two songs on there. One of them oh. I did. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's really cool. There's a, there's a, there's a scheme where every week you can submit, you can submit in any song you want. Someone from the team will review it. And if they like it, they will they will showcase it on on BBC Radio One, which is the biggest radio station, I believe, in, in the UK. So it's quite a big, quite a big deal if you manage to get yourselves on there. Um, Heck yeah! So that that's what that's what me and myself, and Nate, were trying to do. By and that's why we're having um, a number of guest vocalists come on. So hopefully we can try and get ourselves on there. Um. But yeah, it's that's such a great scheme to have. If you, if you're an artist and you manage to get yourself on there, it's brilliant. 
because I've seen people's careers take a big lift from it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I can only assume that uh, BBC One, you know, I mean, that's a huge holding. They've got a huge worldwide audience. And so yeah. that's, um, you know, really uh, taking it to new levels. I'm so impressed. That's so cool that you guys have had two tracks from um, the work that you've done on BBC One, you know. And I, yeah. I agree that, um, you know, it's still interesting here in the States because, um, you know, there are, uh, you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, NPR has, um, you know, a lot of different cool things that they're doing. Like, for instance, like the Tiny Desk, NPR Tiny Desk. Yes. And, you know, so there's, you know, it, it, it's almost like um, on uh, on a local level, um, there's, there's, uh, here in Humboldt County, you know, it's just, a, it's a smaller area. It's not a big, big area. It's not a metro area. But if you go down to, let's say, LA, LA and you get yourself on, let's say, like KCRW, I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, yeah, KCRW are certain stations that are really like, um, leaders in the alternative music scene. Um, it really, it can really put you on the map. So BBC One, I'm just, I'm in, I'm in awe. That's impressive. Yeah, uh, I, I think, I think Ash uh, f- from his music, I think he's got more stuff song in there. I think there was a guy called um, uh, Daniel AJ that has his stuff on the radio as well. Um, there's a, probably a few others, but I don't remember at the top, off the top of my head. But he has, he's not only such an amazing human being like my pal, like my pal Nate. Um, he is extremely talented as mixing and mastering engineer oh yeah he also did one with a, with a guy called case the myth that got on the radio as well so i think he's had five songs appear on the radio it might be more i but that's the ones i think i know of nice um, that's impressive just right there <laughs> <laughs> and he's and the fact he's um he's with us is 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 just amazing and the three of us get along so well i don't think we've had hardly any arguing whatsoever and that's what makes working with these guys just amazing. It's just the ease and the fact that we can just say what what we need, what needs to be said, and there's no judgment. No one, no one has egos that get in the way. It's just brilliant to get along with them. Still, and I feel very lucky. That is, that is lucky, and that's uh, uh, you know, it doesn't happen often. And so you're right, you're you're right to feel lucky there. That's um, but it makes everything so much better, and it makes it comes through in the quality of what you guys are doing, the quality of the art. Yes, and that is the whole goal, really, is to make sure that what we put out has meaning to it. It's got, for me, TLP specifically is is all about capturing emotions and also both on relaxing because we want we want people to just feel calm and ease from it but when the song is a bit more intense we want to capture a specific emotion that we want and that is that is really what TLP is about for for my solo stuff I do I'm a I'm a solo artist so I do every part so I do I do vocals I do um guitar bass uh drums etc so by by me doing everything, I've got to figure out a way to utilize the tools I have at my disposal through software, um, any kind of technique that can help do that. Um, so one of I'll give you I'll give you an example. There is a there's a drum kit 
software I use called, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's called Extinction Level Events. It's by a company called Spectre Digital. Now, I there are many other co- drum companies that have good sounding drums, but they have lacked realism. You, I can hear a programmed kit quite easily, but this kit is so good. I it is as good as if I was to have a ten grand setup kit. And the reason why is because it has a thing called bleed control. So you, so when you record the microphones, all the same time it has bleed. That's how you get the realism, the humanism come in. And that is just, it can really make a recording just have that human element which rock needs. Mm. But it, let's say I, if I'm doing something electronic, I need drum samples. You can turn it off. You can turn it off and have a more of a traditional sound. So mm. it's ver- the versatility of it makes it brilliant for uh, recording. No, that's that's killer. I love. I'm a sound guy myself um, in terms of uh, production, and so I love tips like these. And I know that there's a the Hip Hop Humble podcast is an artist's podcast. I I want to say that the one of the largest. Uh, subsets of audience for this podcast are local artists and so they're going to love hearing those kinds of tips i i I, i'm a person i'm definitely going to be writing that down on top of just you know i'm one of these old uh, hip-hop heads and that's actually the name of one of my favorite albums of all time is busta rhymes ele extinction level (laughs) event oh (laughs) wow that's that's amazing yeah, yeah, it's that's one amazing. of the, uh, one of his uh, best albums from the '90s. Heck yeah! So, no, that's killer. Um, it and it really is important too. Like you're saying, when you're, um, you know, you guys are young, you guys are busy, um, and you guys have to maximize technology, um, to you know harness everything you can get out of it to be able to, um, you know, uh, keep everything top, you know, as pro as possible, as as filled out. I just personally, I really, something I really find most um, poignant about what I've heard so far from you is that just the level of creativity coming out of what you guys are doing. And so, um, again, that when you guys are uh, smart enough and talented and skilled enough to use um, tools that are out there to uh, save yourselves time and uh, maximize the production um, that's that's exactly what people need to be doing. And I hope that people listening to the podcast um, are are taking that to heart. That's what we have to do even in Humboldt County. We have to harness the tools that are out there. Otherwise, we're going to fall behind. Yeah, uh, especially in this industry, it's ever changing. I mean, Spotify, for example, has released a number of new uh, policies that have come in for, um, and I don't know if, You've you're if you've seen them or been familiar with them, but those changes are quite big. They're probably some of the biggest changes in the last few years. Every time mm-hmm. there's been a quarter, they've they've had, oh, here's a new feature, and they go, okay, that's quite cool. They're actually cracking down on a number of things. And when I did my research on it, I was thinking, wow, there's a lot of stuff on Spotify that isn't music. Mm-hmm. I saw um. I can't remember exactly where this is from, but it was basically uh, just ambience of uh, ocean waves crashing, and that had 200 million Spotify plays. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh my goodness! And <laughs> if you get the pay the royalty on that, that's some that is that is ridiculous. I think that's somewhere I'm trying to trying to trying to count. Yes, yeah, about 600 grand, 600 thousand dollars, roughly. Oh my that god! That he made just from wave ambience. Oh man, 
I believe it though, because that's what you see on YouTube. You see some some videos like that'll be like hours and hours of uh, just ambient music or waves crashing, fire place crackling, and I mean, you know, like you said, it's got 20, 20 million views on these two hundred, two hundred million, two hundred million. Now that's a lot. That whoever did that, that's actually smart. You know, that's a pretty smart. You know. <laughs> I, when I found out, I was I was thinking, I'm in the wrong business. I didn't get this. Oh, I know. No, the sound guys that are, um, you know, uh, uh, in the best position are, you know, guys coming from like movie, uh, music, movie studios because they've got yeah. so much uh, knowledge about sound on that level to be, able to, to be able to go into a studio and take who knows what the weirdest things that you're able to take sometimes and make these sounds. And then if you, you wouldn't know any better, you know, if you were to actually let's just say you're watching a show on, you know, Netflix or, you know, Disney or Hulu or something and you're, you know, watching it, you're hearing it and you're hearing some shaking sounds or some sounds that are setting ambiance and setting the scene for you. But you, ha- if you were to actually see the instruments that they're using, weird, in- interesting things that you'd never think of to make the sounds that are really making these videos pop, you know, Foley sound is incredible and if anyone who's a sound engineer i highly recommend you check out some behind the scenes footage of what these guys come up with for for sound effects that are used in movies and i and i think wow that's br- it's brilliant and you wouldn't your your brain wouldn't instantly think oh uh, uh i'm just trying to th- just trying to think of an example like uh like if they if they're having like a thunder effect, they have I believe there's they use a a laminated chart and they and they move it at a high speed with with <laughs> metal I believe, and that creates the thunderstorm sound effect. Or um, if something's getting like crushed in like a horror movie, they use uh, bell peppers and they and they break them apart. Things of that, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It really is. So yeah, I highly recommend having a look at having a look into it if you're into that sort of thing. Hey, and you said the Foley brothers? Uh Foley sound, just generally Foley speaking. Sound. What, yeah, just generally speaking. Um any any kind of mm, movie you hear in, in the last 50 years probably have to some degree of Foley sound. Um in our music We've used some pretty unconventional, unconventional sounds to have. Uh, on one of my songs, we uh, the, in Serum, we put a picture. We put a picture into into Serum, and it came up with a really weird, sort of glitchy sound. And we're thinking, oh, I thought, wow, I could try and use this in in, in a song. There, there's a lot of inspiration out out there, and there are tons of ways to be creative and what i love about foley sound in particular is that it takes a very unconventional way but it sounds sounds like what it's supposed to Hmm. heck yeah no there's vision involved there and sometimes it's also you know trying just trying different things but you know you even have to have just the thoughts in your head somebody had to come up with you know these things that they're using to make these different sounds and you know what i mean and so there's there's that's the art there's art it's big time art involved there you know yeah. <laughs> and, and like you said again that's well paying art whether you're in the movie studio or 
you know, submitting, um, you know, songs to Spotify with ambient, you know, the, you know, uh, sounds, you know, it's, it's, um, it, there's so many different ways nowadays to, uh, you know, harness your creativity that people don't think of until you kind of step outside the box, you know, mm-hmm. we're really, um, uh, nowadays in today's world, especially now we've moved, moved from the TV generation to the, you know, electronic screen generation, you know, and, yeah. uh, it's really put, I feel like it's put, it's been, it, it's a double-edged sword because um, it's put a lot of tools like we're talking about in people's hands to create where you do have to still have the vision. Like you can have all the tools that you want in the world, but if you don't have the vision, um, you know, uh, and some talent involved too, it, it makes it a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, I I think for love young young artists, they you have to have a good understanding of social media. Social media is everything now. Radio can help, and there are m- many other outlets you can do. But that's something we've we are still working on to try and figure out is social media. Um, we're planning on launching our account properly next year. I want to wait till my college is done before I properly launch it because we have a number of ideas what we want to do for it. Um, so mastering the art of social media is what I would say can put can change something overnight. Um, there are artists. That, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, there was someone. There was a. Uh, there's a female producer called Kenya Grace. She went to my college, I believe. She had a pretty, you know, did pretty decently before that. Then she released a song called Strangers, which is which went number one in the UK in the UK. Oh, number wow. one. Yeah. Yeah. First like, industry song on the charts, I believe. And it, and it has. Oh, let's check how many streams it has. I It's got hundreds of millions. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. It's inc- and she's got she's in. I think she's with Warner Brothers now. And mm-hmm. yet, a three hundred fifty-nine million streams, and it was released on September first of this year. Of this year, yeah, it, it released on September first. Oh, it beat out, wow! It it beat out Drake to it beat out Drake to get to number one in the UK charts. It it it's the it's a miracle. And what is so amazing about that song in particular is, I think it's the second time ever. In, in the UK where it's the song is entirely self-produced. It is entirely made by by her. And oh, that wow. that I that is an inspiration to 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 what we do because we go that that's possible. That is that is really possible. She, she's mm-hmm. now got a a deal with Warner Brothers. She's she's um front page of Spot Spotify's billboards in, in New York and yet yeah, that's an example where um it's the song itself is is liquid drum and bass. It's it's a nice it's it's a, it's a really good song, but it just goes to show that how it blew up was because of TikTok, and mm. TikTok and Instagram blew that up to such a to such a degree that it just became number one in the charts. There's many other examples that's happened in the last couple of years, but that one really stood out to me because that because she went to the same college that I did. And uh, yeah, I find that to be just remarkable. That's that's super. That's that's a testament to um, like you said, self-produced. So that puts 
that's that sets a whole new standard for you know what i mean you can do this not that you would necessarily always want to do it by yourself but you can do it you know what i mean it's within yeah. your reach without any you know what i mean and that's why i'm uh you know you're definitely you guys are smart to say you know you're trying to figure out social media because when somebody really, really does figure out social media, then their worth is huge because they can help you really, you know, get on. Oh, oh yeah. I, I had an example happen happen to me. Uh, I now um, there's a bit, uh, Metallica released uh, their latest record uh, April this year. Now, I for for a week i was studying where either Lars, that's the drummer or the admin would come online and i studied that because they were reposting covers and on the album day i i put the title track on because that would be the most recognizable in the algorithm three minutes later the admin likes my post and reposts it to the account with 10 million followers oh I think the post has 157,000 views at the moment on which is I'm um, considering I'm tiny that is huge. Yeah, that's big time. No, that's yeah. killer. That's how you start to get on the map. It's important, you know. Yeah. It's just that's kind of that kind of experience is if you think if you think a bit more than just oh here's the post. If you think a little bit more ahead about how you're going to approach it do tags okay that's a step more then you go think about trends and contents and what's popular at the moment so whilst the art itself is extremely important and i think it and i think it should be always be the core for any kind of music is that what you make or what you cover is comes from you and it has purpose but it's also very very important that um it has uh you know exactly what to do with it because success can come from that. And once the ball starts rolling, it's only going to continue to to keep on going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to start to prepare yourself. You, you know, no, that's that's super cool. I love hearing that. It's it just shows that um, you know, you really have to self-advocate for your brand. You know, you really got to push it, you got to be serious. It just um it reminds me of this certain thing, you know, you really have to um that's what like marketing agencies and companies are out there doing is they're facilitating and, and fostering some of, you know, uh, if they're good marketing agencies, they're facilitating and fostering these kinds of ideas that we're talking about that are going to set somebody up to actually, you know, pop on the algorithm and, and, and you know, uh, go viral and everything like that. And so if you don't, you that's that's what comes in. That's why the vision is so important, because you have to know the vision for your own work and how it's going to mesh with that. Because if there's incongruence there, you know, that's going to hurt your potential long term. You somebody may pop on an Instagram, but if they if it doesn't connect with the people, then it's not going to do that desired effect. And once but it, when it does connect with the people, that's when you've got people sharing it. You know what I mean? And then you really start to proliferate and get out there. And so um a, like uh a, a lot of the times people don't have uh, uh the the funds the money to pay for that so that's it goes back to like what you said it's very important to know yourself know what you have for your own vision and how you want to put these things out there and pre-plan and actually 
put the, the the time into thinking about these things. Otherwise, you are just doing yourself a disservice to a point. You could just, you know, there is just the idea of just, you know, putting something out there every single, let's just say, day, make a reel every single day, right? And then just try and wait till, you know what I mean? Like on average, you know, one post every two weeks is going to get a decent amount of views, you know what I mean? It might get a few thousand views, but until you can actually put the forethought in and actually set yourself up to connect with the people that's that goal and social media is actually it it's um it's hard because it puts you as a needle in the haystack but it does still give you that capability to connect definitely i I totally agree with all that i i think especially if someone who's a similar size to me wants to um wants to get on and is struggling to break, struggling to get breakout and struggling to have success. Um, have a think about the, have a think about who your audience is. It could be very simple as putting, putting one or two hashtags in the algorithms constantly change. So six months ago, it was really popular to have about 15 hashtags on a, on a post. Let's I'll use mine as an example. Now it's the opposite. Now you need, only a couple now for it for it to most likely trigger and it constantly changes tiktok i believe is is uh is a different again itself that is you got to try and turn out i think optimization it constantly changes but at one point optimization was four reels a day it was four posts a day oh dang that's a lot that's a lot and that's really hard to keep up with for for the average you would have to make have to make six sec six seconds type videos which mm. is a little bit difficult for a musician because because uh by the time you do something it, it ends and you don't want you don't want that mm -hmm. um but if you're doing promotion it that's you it can work there there are you can do something as short that is memorable and um there are countless artists who have who have cracked it and i would say for anyone who is um who wants to break out consistency is key number one i think having a reliable but don't, don't overwork yourself but also know who your audience is mm -hmm. and if you have an understanding of your audience then that then it makes it a lot easier yep 100 percent. no i completely agree um you know, and, and that's all a part of the work that an artist has to do is, you know, know your demographic, know who you're, you know, um, you know, in the United States, at least, you know, uh, around this area specifically, you know, the, the, there will be different demographics, but like the target demographic is, um, men aged, you know, 30, uh, uh or I'm sorry, men aged, uh, 24 to 40 around here yeah. is like the target. And so you have to know that. And once you do know that it's going to make it a whole lot easier. You can actually even tailor, you know, just for instance, if you bought a boosted ad, um, then you can tailor it to specifically that demographic. And so then you're maximizing your money, right? You're not just, you know, you can just go out there and spend and Hey, I want to, Booster post fifty dollars, uh, and just anybody who likes the keyword hip hop. Uh, that's not targeted enough. You no. know what I mean? If you can actually harness the tools that they have to actually say, "Hey, 
I want to target, you know, this specific gender, this specific, you know what I mean, um, age gr- group, you know what I mean? And and even um, targeted, uh, you know, a radius of 10 miles around your hometown or something. You yeah. got to use those things to dial it down to maximize the money. And that and then when you do actually start to get your ad out there, it's hitting people that it's meaningful to and you have a whole lot more chance that they're going to share it. Yeah, definitely. And uh that's something that I've learned from doing from from doing Facebook uh, advertising. It's called Meta now. I hate the fact they keep changing. Everything's changed in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just keep. I'll just call it Facebook because it's, consi- it's what we called it for the last ten years. Right. Uh, so on when you set up a Facebook ad, there it's very c- complicated because you've got to think about okay, do I want this? Do I want this to be a promotional ad where I boost my page to the algorithm? Or do I want it to be a conversion ad where I want someone to click a link onto onto a song? Or you're advertising something, let's say it's merchandise. If you if you're fortunate enough to have a merchandise page, gotta figure out what's gonna make people click this link or what's gonna make people wanna buy this. And then it becomes a whole plethora and you need you need a good visual, you need it, you need it to be easy and recognizable. It's a lot of moving parts, and also as well, if you're trying to go for, um, if you're if you're going for local, then that's you you've got your marketing level pretty sorted. But if you want to go for a more broad um, audience, slightly broader, you've got to know what countries are good. So um, I'll give I'll give I'll give an example. Um, if you're doing Facebook ads, you do not pick India, for example, because what would happen is India will eat up your entire budget. And then your your audience will be the owned to India, and then India's revenue bring back to them is not very good. For example, mm-hmm. yeah, those kind of things you got to keep in mind of. Yep, no, hundred percent. Yes, CPM rates are uh, uh, something out there where you know you're going to get paid, and um, if the CPM rate is low for where you're advertising, yeah, no, you're not going to get paid back. As and and so you're completely right. Yeah, uh, fortunately for Facebook, um, you can close an ad off quickly if it doesn't match the the demographic you want. So it, it's quite good um, for that. And um, you don't need to, you need to have a decent budget for for Facebook, but it's not out the realms of impossibility. But again, doing it yourself is tough. You have to know what you're doing. So most people off up for a marketing agency, as you've said. And then you've got to figure out who's a good marketing agency that's not going to going to rip you off. And on top of that, if they are a good one, chances are their rates are really expensive. That maybe, let's say someone my age who's a college student can't afford that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure you, can, you would probably agree with me on this, but in the modern day, you have to be a jack of all trades or at least know a lot of, th- a lot of different skill sets. Um, that's why I try and recruit people who have a different skill set. There's someone who I'm planning on meeting who who works in graphic design and actually is, was interested in that on a serious level and also does DJing, also does hip-hop, vocalist, those kind of things. If you have a lot of skill sets, that's, you, you can do a lot of things in the industry. And um, for us we've basically as a label we've had to figure out how to do everything 
How do we get a merchandise store set up? How do we use how do we use uh, Instagram? How do we use Twitter? How do we connect with other artists, both online because we're we're across across the globe, and also in person from from person for myself? Uh, are they reliable? What can they bring to the what can they bring to the table? And sometimes it's a gamble. It's a gamble putting people in. You got to have a lot of trust in people. Sometimes it works out amazingly. Sometimes it doesn't. So mm -hmm. if you persist and know what you're doing, then it is possible. And that's something that we are, we're still constantly working on new, um, on new ventures. And uh, basically, if there's an opportunity that comes up through either something like AI, as I previously mentioned, or um, or an endorsement deal comes up, then you've got to take it. So this is a very this is a very recent um thing that I managed to secure. I'm now endorsed by a uh, a guitar pick manufacturer called Chiquetto Picks. They are the largest boutique guitar pick maker, and they are from uh, Australia. Uh, the the guy who runs the uh, the account and the business is a guy called Jackie, and he makes these beautiful one of a kind custom made picks. This one, this one's uh, called the Hellwing. There's a few other different designs that he does, and they're all mainly. Whilst he does do thinner ones, he they're predominantly thicker, thicker pick. This is a a, a mini Osprey, for example, which is absolutely beautiful, and I use that a lot yeah. for recording. Um, the quality was, of those are looking great. Yeah, they are amazing durability wise as well. They've survived. Uh, I accidentally put one in the washing machine because I've got to take out my pocket and it no damage. It survived that. Oh wow! Um, uh, that just that 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 I found to be like, wow, that's impressive. No damage whatsoever. Then uh, over the course of time, let's a traditional thin pick. Uh, let's say if it's uh, like a, a one point five to one millimeter thick. After a week of use, if you're if you, let's say you do it for a couple hours a day, you're gonna notice it start to chip and damage. And then the more you use it, the more then it breaks and it becomes no longer effective. And you have to go and buy another one. Those I've had some of these for for six months to a year, and virtually no damage. They play just as good, and they're and they're amazing. And the and Jackie kindly has endorsed me. Uh, so I'm very excited to be to be alongside him, and I highly recommend if you if you're in for something that's a bit more than your traditional guitar pick where it breaks, or you're looking for a thicker um, uh, feel, something more premium. I highly recommend using them for for guitar playing. Bass as well is great. Um, he also does um he also does thinner ranges as well. He does uh three millimeter ones, which he's recently started making. And also and also the regular standard thin ones as well. So he's got a very good plethora of, of choice. So I highly recommend it. And um yeah, I'm very fortunate to be work to be working with him. I he commented on one of my I thought I can't remember which one it was, but he commented on one of my posts and um I had a look at his page and then I saw his products and going, wow, this is exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and the rest is history really. And, um, oh man. 
That's a great collaboration. That sounds awesome. Um, right up your alley, you know, being a, you know, a guitarist and bassist, you know what I mean? And so that's cool. Congratulations there. That's exactly, you know, I, I hope that people are seeing this and um, are inspired by this because this is exactly what um, I encourage uh, my, uh, you know, friends and artists around here is that it's time to really start doing this, start going out and solidifying sponsorships. You know what I mean? You want a company yeah. to be in what you're doing and supporting it you know what i mean and then you get you know uh uh you know swag and different um uh gear to be able to let's say you yeah. or even you know hook some friends up with to spread the brand you know what oh, I yep. mean? i've so. given i've given uh nate and nate and uh, ash have got have got their own which i wish i bought for them uh as a birthday presents and uh yeah that they're amazing they're amazing i feel and i feel very lucky uh i also wanted to touch on something as well um i i haven't really publicly spoken about this but i i have had quite a difficult time with my health issues i have a condition called joint hypermobility syndrome where basically um my my joints are hyperflexible so basically my body is constantly under strain and prone to dislocating and pulling and all that sort of stuff and that's been quite a difficult thing because there are certain days where i just i can't move i can't i get i get up and my leg is in either extreme pain or it's ceased and there's not really much i can do about it but I had a choice. I've had. I was diagnosed when I was about thirteen years old. I've had it. I've had it since I was eleven. Um, I I used to be a. I used to be really good at basketball. I was the lightning. I was lightning quick. I played. I played on the played on the wing, and I was brilliant. I did that for a couple of years, but in the course of three months, I went from playing right at the front, being the fastest being right at the back at the slowest and my training didn't change i was thinking what the bloody hell is going on this isn't normal i was speaking to my coach at the time saying this isn't right what the hell so we after a couple of years of checking we found out that this was this was the case and it's quite difficult to overcome but with everything i've said previously anyone who has any kind of health condition or something that gets in their way you can overcome pretty much any challenge that gets thrown in your way. And especially with with what's happened to me in my personal life with my health and it being difficult to do things. Like going to college, for example, really takes it. It takes it out of me. I'm, I'm, knack I'm knackered when I get home. But you can do it. And there are there are ways to get around these things and that's why I really have pursued music because it's something I can do that's in my within my limitations that I can really pursue and concentrate and put all my effort into it. So, yeah, I I just hope that if anyone who's experiencing any kind of health problems, whether it be uh, simple as you break your you break something or sprain something to a serious long term issue, that you can overcome and achieve anything we want with the right with the right mindset. Definitely. No, that's an inspiring story, CJ. It's um, it's you know, uh, 
it's important to note that, you know, when you fight through um, struggles that you have, that there is light and that you're not the only person out there. And that, um, you know, so hopefully artists that are listening, you know, take that, take, take that to heart. You know, it's very important to know that, you know, you can, um, you know, you can come back, you can bounce back from things we have seen. I've seen, you know, things in my life, we've seen, you know, all kinds of different people, um, you know, uh, um, fight through adversity like that, but you can still fight through it. You can get through it. Yeah. And um, I think it's just really a testament to what we've accomplished that because of all, because of all the stuff had a lot of people, a lot of doubters. And I just have a relentless drive to just pursue what to pursue this. And because I can see that it is going in the way that I want it to. It may take a little bit longer, but what what we've accomplished this year is is brilliant. Um, uh, I don't have I don't have it with me because I'm at a different place. But I've made I've made copies. I have CDs on my albums now, which we've which we've made. Uh, uh, I'm sure I'm sure Alex will touch about it on it himself in his interview. But that, for example, we didn't even think that would be possible for a long time. But yet, well, yet we have the ability to make to make cds or vinyls and that's really cool we have a merchandise store that we are planning on expanding next year into it's a very basic premise but having one is is great and uh having all these things there you can expand on that idea later on down the line with more uh with more work and more more designs new features anything anything like that the hardest thing I would say for me is um, is balancing everything. Is uh, when you're a musician, you're you're doing, and if you're doing, let's say you're you got your week of work, or in my case would be college, um, then you have mu- your own your own music. I have two acts. I have the label to manage, so I've got to I've got to keep an eye out of on everything that's happening. That we re- anything that releases anything like that that comes out. I have to make sure we're on the ball. We're on the same page. Um, uh, if any mixing, some some people might want me to play guitar, so I have to go and write the guitar passage out. Um, I have to or uh, or produce something or mix something. There's a lot of there's a lot of things going on, and it's quite complex. So getting everything done is is tough, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate can relate to that. The I got burnt out, but I'm taking a break. And from taking the break, I feel much better. I feel more refreshed. I've got a good frame of mind for going into next year. And we're really gonna we're really gonna go at it at it again like we did um in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. Nice. Nice. No, it's it's super crucial to uh, know yourself. So I'm glad that you're taking some rest, you know, to close out the year. Um, you know, and then coming back strong for 2024, you know, it's, that's that vision, you know what I mean? Where a lot of the times people won't, you know, and I'm not, uh, this of course isn't knocking anyone in a specific, this is just a general case of, you know, sometimes people will just kind of just go and keep going without a vision. And, you know, you have to have a vision and you have to pace yourself, but, you know, pace yourself in a way where you're getting things done while not, you know, burning yourself out. 
And so, and then, and then having the consciousness and flexibility to say, okay, you know, this is the point I'm at, you know, my cup is a little, uh, you know, needs some refilling. And so, you know, so you're going to slow it down. And then when that cup is full again, you're, you know, coming out full strength. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very, it's been a very good thing for, to take a break. Cause I've been, I've been pretty much been working on year records for two and a half years straight, no breaks. Like, like mm-hmm. that's a true testament to show like i because i i just wanted to i just felt like i needed to keep going but i then realized to myself that if i keep going i'm just going to completely destroy destroy myself and so even if it's just a week sometimes sometimes like sometimes just taking a week off is all is all you need i need mm-hmm. a little bit more time off because christmas is coming up with i can spend some time with my family um but it's a, it can be a very beneficial thing to do, and I know many people have taken taken breaks for months, and then they've come back and then they they hit the ground running again. So um, don't be scared to take a break. It's no, the, it's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, it's it's important advice. I really appreciate that, CJ. I'm the type I need to take that type of advice too. You know, I'm in, I'm kind of in the same mode where I'm you know as the year is wrapping up, I'm trying to. Trying my best to relax. You know, there's only so much relaxing you can do as we as we're in the holiday the holiday season and whatnot. But um, you know, you do have to take breaks and refill your cup. Yeah, uh, I like that analogy as well. I'm I'm stealing the mats. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah! No, I am so impressed by what you and Kusa X have been doing. I'm going to be stoked to get Kusa on in the coming weeks um, and then continue to work with you guys to support you guys. Um, you know, consider Hip Hop Humbled, uh, you know, a sister arm of what you guys are doing, an extension of what you guys are doing. Let me know anytime you guys need any support. Um, and especially with um, when you guys are bringing out um, uh, releases, yeah. if you have people on your record label that you're like, hey, this person's got a release coming out. We want to get them on the podcast. Let me know. and We're going to do it. Oh, absolutely. I think there'll be a lot of people that, w- that are on the label that would love to have a- have an interview with with yourself. And there's a lot of really talented people that we've got on our label. I'm, I'm sure we I'm sure there'll be people because i'll be sharing this myself for for anyone who's listening um yeah he's with me would love to share their side share their side of the story and how they came to be music to be a musician and yeah i'm just i'm really excited and optimistic about the future for uh for us we're excited to have um the direction everything in place that we need we've got a solid plan we have an idea what we're going to do um so obviously going to have no plans perfect it's going to there's going to be challenges that come up but we but we've overcome the quite difficult quite difficult uh challenges and we just come back stronger and um we're we're really excited uh, personally for me in terms of my releases I've got an album coming out next year that's going to be quite personal nice so uh for people for people who are into rock would hopefully will like it um and for people who prefer something more chill and relaxed uh where we've got we've got more lucid project material coming out we've got a third album which will be called planetary confinement which will be out on uh i believe sometime in february or march and then we'll have one other thing that's guaranteed which will have a lot of guest vocals on 
Um, so I'm sure, um, especially the one with uh, Slice, I think your audience is going to really, really enjoy. That will probably be the first single we release. And that we're really excited for this year. That's for me. And for the rest of my, for the rest of the guys who are on there, uh, we're all really excited for for what's coming in the in 2024 and beyond. So yeah, heck yeah, no, I love it. I love um, again the 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 collaboration, the international collaboration within Yayo Records. You know, I love the fact that you guys are smart enough to have, you know, um, what you were saying earlier. It, re- it really is crucial to have a merchandise store. So, you know, that's an important revenue stream because you're going to have your fans that are going to want to wear your gear around when they go to events and things like that, you know, and and you hit, hit it exactly on the head where, you know, you got to have some new, um, you know, uh, new designs every now and then, you know what I mean? And, you know, do a, you know, a refresh on things. And so that keeps uh, keeps the interest up amongst your fans. And so you guys are really doing a, a good thing out uh, now, not even just out there, out here, too. It's great to see. Um if if I was to ask you, uh, <clears throat> you, you kind of already got into it, but if I was to ask you a question that I ask all my podcast guests, what is some advice uh, that you would have to up and coming artists, um, whether it's where you are or, you know, through your collaborations with Kusa X and, 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 and out here in Humboldt County and in uh, California, the West Coast? Uh, what would you suggest to people um, that are just starting off? Oh, if you're if you're if you've got no experience in, in in music in general, if you want to become, let's say, a rapper, find um find the sound you want to go for. Experiment, keep and persist with it until until you get better. Practice, especially in that genre, makes perfect. Then over time, your flows, your rhythms will get better, and then over time, you're going to be more interested in in the sound and learning how how beats are made and if even if the beginning let's say you're not necessarily happy with the quality of it um you're only going to get better and i would say especially persistence is the the key really and if you're if you're interested in 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 more uh musicianship um I would say generally pick up an instrument if you can uh, go for an entry level. It doesn't have to be a guitar. It could be a bass, drums. It could be a key. If you want to play a keyboard, a piano, or, or like a classical instrument, anything like anything like that. Find an entry level instrument. Have lessons if you can afford it. If not, there are plenty of tools online that you can find that can help improve your playing. And then just again same thing practice and then everything will will work itself out the other thing i'm going to say i is more of a general is more of a general thing learn how to network i think networking is as is without that year records would be nothing we wouldn't have i wouldn't have even started if it wasn't for both myself and and uh, kusa reaching out and forming the same idea and then Again, with all the people I met in college, um, reaching out to people and going, "Hey, I really like your stuff." Not only can give give make them feel amazing, they were more likely to work with you, especially if they're just starting out. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you know someone, if you know someone who's uh, in your town, even if it's not a big town, if you know someone nearby 
who is interested in the same sort of thing, work with them because doing it alone is going to be tough. You're going to, you're going to need to work with people. Mm -hmm. and, but um, and if it doesn't quite work out with the people you meet initially, that's fine. The, the, there's always there's tons of talented people that want to work with you who are just up and coming. So yeah, I would say definitely learn how to network and um and and just be good and just be kind. If you're kind to someone, chances are they'll be kind to you back. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a lot better time out there in the community being kind to people rather than um, expecting or, you know, or, you know, being uh, anything more than uh, courteous to people. You know, it, we're all dealing with struggles and um, musicians are often um, engaging to release, you know, from their struggles, you know, and so um, it's definitely important to be respectful out there and and networking 100%. I completely agree with all these points that you made, actually. Um, that's one of the things in Humboldt County that I really um, have, have continued to uh, recommend to the artists and my friends and uh, people out here is that you have to network. It's too small of an area around here. I'm sure where you are, you know what I mean? It, it may be bigger, but, you know, there's a small community around you. You know what I mean? Of people, talented people. And um, if you're, you know, I, it's a, it's a good example of, you know, I could have when I was doing this podcast over the last couple of years, I could have just, you know, done just the podcast and not, you know, go to events and work with people and talk to people. It's like you had said earlier in this interview, I think it was the gentleman, Ned Price, um, or potentially yes. somebody else who's done that same thing, you know, really built um, not built the scene, but gone out and fostered and supported um, growth in the scene, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, Southside Records has done, a, like, again, a fantastic job. And that's one of many examples that my colleague like, I can name uh, that's done really well. And there are uh, people coming up at all, age, all ages um, that are, tal are talented, there, uh, there are lots of, in my college. I mean, there are a lot of talented artists that I, that I think have got a bright future. They're talented. The question is, can they can they operate themselves in a way that uh, that they can get the success? Because again, talent is very important, and I think it's the backbone. But you need to know how your audience and how to market yourself out there, and that's why I particularly use uh, Ned. Uh, Ned Price because he's he's had success from it, uh, and there are there are lots of artists who are, who have who are probably in a similar position who have just started. Uh, only bands existed for maybe less than a year. They're just getting off the ground in a couple of years. If they have the right, if they have the persistence and the right mindset, they'll get there as well. And every artist who I've worked with certainly's got potential. They've just got to use it. That's right. That's right. Push it full speed ahead and don't let anything get in your way. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, but take your breaks, too. That's very important. You know, when you got to you got to keep your cup full. Yes, I, I love that analogy. I, I'm definitely I love that analogy. Just having the uh, the uh, the cup being you've got to have enough resources and juices to keep on keep on going. Mm -hmm, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, CJ, I got a lot of respect for you and what you guys are doing out there. Keep, Thank you. keep going. Keep doing it. Um, you, again, you guys are going to have Hip Hop Humboldt uh, out here supporting you guys. Keep in touch with me uh, when you guys are doing um, uh, your next releases. Anything you want to let the community know about, the community here in the States or in the UK. Um, yeah, I appreciate you uh, sharing the podcast uh, with your uh, label mates and uh, people yeah. in your community there. That way they can hear what you guys have been doing. And uh, we're going to keep keep our eyes on each other and uh, uh, continue to facilitate and foster each other's growth. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I just, again, I thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I, I very lucky. I feel very lucky and um, yeah, I'm excited for, for the future. It's uh, just hard work. Keep, which keep on, go, keep on going. And I'm that's right. That's right. That's all that anybody can ask of you. You know, they can't ask for more of you than hard work, you know? (laughs) Heck yeah. No, thank you again, CJ. And um, to all the uh, listeners uh, of the Hip Hop Humble podcast and to new listeners, thank you for joining us. You can tap in at hiphophumble.com. There's going to be all the podcast episodes there for you to watch at any time. Going to be some updates about uh, upcoming events that we have here, Humboldt Local. And um, yeah, I really want you guys to tap in with Yayo Records and go to the Yayo Records merch shop. I'm actually going to go buy a hoodie um, uh, oh, real soon yeah. here. Heck yeah. yeah. I got to make sure I'm rocking that one, uh, especially for the uh, Kusa X interview. That's next on deck. Oh, brilliant. Uh, thank you very much. And um, yeah, uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, just a really excited, really excited time for us. And we're hoping to continue on day on in the new year, uh, especially with, uh, with working with new artists, got new music, and we're only going to get better. Heck yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much again, CJ. Wow.